Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Nadia Owen, author of the book, Looking Beyond the Clouds. Looking Beyond the Clouds is a series of poems going through the ups and downs of Christian life. Nadia, I want to welcome you to the Books on Air podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So let's start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book. All right. um, I am 19. I'm a college student in New York. I published the book when I was 18, just before I started college. And what kind of led me to publish the book was multiple things. Um, I wrote the poetry during probably one of the hardest times of my life. Um, I was going through my mom being really sick and really questioning my faith and, um, and I'm trying to find God in everything and understanding why she still believed in God. And that really led me to look to writing as sort of an outlet for that. And then my mom found my writing and she made me promise that I would publish a book of my poetry. So now here we are. <laughs> so how did that feel to publish the book? Um exhilarating and nerve-wracking all at the same time I was going through the process during COVID so it was very very hectic the process actually took quite a bit longer just because of COVID and Mm -hmm. quarantine and everything um and it's really personal stuff like religion is very I just it's so personal and that journey is so personal. And, um, so I wasn't sure how people would react to it, but I'm hoping other people can relate. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, you know, putting yourself out there, putting your thoughts out there, putting your, you know, your most personal details out there for the world to see. And that can be very, like you said, exhilarating, but also very scary because, um, you don't know how the world's going to receive it, but, Uh, you know, I've done several things like that in my life too. And I feel like, um, you know, (laughs) often I'll ask myself, well, what's the worst that could happen, right? Somebody doesn't like it. Okay. I don't even know the person anyway, so I can move on, you know? Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about your poetry. So I know you talked about your mom being sick. It was a very difficult time for you. Um, what led you to writing as your outlet? And can you tell us maybe some of the, some more about the inspiration for some of the different poems that you wrote? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what led me to writing exactly. It just, sometimes you have those moments where it feels like nothing you do is enough to really express how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that felt right for me was writing poetry. That was the only way I could felt like I could adequately express how I was feeling and all the complications and the, the oxymorons. And so um, some of the inspiration I think came from 
my church family that surrounded me during my entire life, especially at that time, and kind of battling with the preconception that because I grew up in a Christian household, everything was okay and everything was picture perfect, Mm -hmm. which was far from the truth. Mm -hmm. And understanding that just because you have a higher purpose that you look to or a sense of morality, we still make mistakes. Yeah. And we still have moments of just pure desperation and pure anger. And it can be hard to be, to find people that are compassionate with those feelings when they understand you as a religious person or spiritual person. So um, I was just hoping to reach out to other people, even if they're not spiritual or religious. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people are used to just keeping really strong negative emotions down because they don't want to inconvenience other people or offend other people. And hoping to find other people and letting them know that it's okay to have moments of not being okay. Yeah. And I think that those labels, whatever the label is, spiritual, religious, whatever it is, you take all the labels away at at our core, we're all humans, right? We all want the same things and the labels that we apply or that other people apply. And then the meanings that everybody gives to that stuff, then kind of takes away from that, that core remembrance that we're all human going through the same similar things, not always at the same time, but challenging things, um, things that we can't control and that, that feeling of having to be perfect or the expectation that everything is perfect. Um, when in reality, nothing is ever perfect. I mean, no, nothing ever can be, that's not like that's, then we wouldn't be human, right? We'd be living in this other, you know, we wouldn't be living as humans. So that's part of, I think, um, coming to understanding of ourselves, of other people, um, it's kind of bringing back that remembrance that, um, nothing is perfect and it's okay to experience life as a human and not as some, you know, perfect robot that is supposed to not feel because that's absolutely, that's actually the opposite of humanness, right? Is not, I think is not feeling. So let's get into your poetry. Would you like to read one of your maybe favorite poems from your book to us? All right. Uh, This is one of the few poems in my book that isn't, it doesn't have a direct religious message. I think it's really for everyone, kind of like we were talking about before. It's called Flying Creatures. We are all eggs, hollow shells, that for now wait to be the past of something else. We may be a little creator critter, small and weak. The noise we may make might not be much more than a squeak. Or we could be majestic creatures, tall and grand, mighty eagles with wings that stretch across the land. We can't help what we're born to. We could be a strange thing, three eyes and horns too. But what I say to you, what you do to me, forms us and grows us into what we are to be. We may fall and crack, if so, put your past on the back, we may grow prematurely that's all right if you learn a little early when you look around at all the flying creatures you'll be that much higher Mm. 
I like that. Can you read that line again about what you grow into? Um, what you, I think it was kind of in the middle. Uh, what I say to you, what you do to me forms us and grows us into what we are to be. Yeah. I really like that line. What you say to me and, and even what we say to like ourselves, right. That, that, um, what we think we become, right. I, I really like that line in there. That's a great reminder of that. How does that make you feel to read that to everybody? Um, again, just that kind of like nervous excitement. Um, it's still something that I have to remind myself every day. And I wrote this poem probably four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that you don't just learn once you learn it again every day. Yeah. And I'm just hopeful that kind of, I'm really happy that you pointed that out. I'm kind of hoping that people take little things from the poetry because in the end, it's not what I meant for it to mean. It's what other people yeah. take from it. The interpretation in that, because it's going to hit and it's going to hit different on different days, right? Different lines are going to stand out on different days, depending on where you are. So, yeah. Um, what, what words or themes would you use to describe your book? Um, I think I would describe it as an inner struggle and kind of going back to what you were saying before, choosing between being right and being human mm -hmm. um, and understanding that following religion or some kind of set path it's never going to be perfect and it's not meant to be perfect. Yeah. I don't see religion as, you know, a manual or a guidebook. I just see it as advice, moral advice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's interesting too, because I know I felt a lot over the years where it was like, okay, this one thing is going to be the thing that quote, like fixes me. Right. Or makes me, tells me what I should do or what I, whatever, right. That, that one putting everything in one thing and what I've you know come to realize over the years, it's, it's not one thing. It's the pieces that you pick up along the way that make you, you, that, you know, you get to look at and apply for you, right. Instead of having it be like, kind of like what you were talking about before with that perfectionism of it has to be this way, whatever way it is, or I didn't do it right, or I'm not perfect. Right. And that kind of like thinking or language wears you down <laughs> over your lifetime. Right. Yeah. Um, what would you say sets this book apart from other books? I would say that I have a different perspective on a lot of things. I tried to be a bit more honest. Um, just from what I've heard and from what I've seen, a lot of religiously geared books that I find are much more, I mean, there's a place for that too, much more uplifting and much more positive. Mm -hmm. um, and I tried to be a bit more just blunt about how difficult it can still be. And, you know, right and wrong isn't always that that obvious. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, I've still got a lot to learn myself, so I'm hoping to maybe write some more, maybe Mm -hmm. um, expand on some of the things that I explored in the book. Yeah. And I can tell from your, you know, your answers, how you're very thoughtful in what, in, in what you're saying and even in your writing, right. It's very, that comes through um, very, and I think it's very relatable, right. It's very relatable and it's not a um, something that feels out there, like out there that I can't grasp. Right. It feels like, okay, yeah, I can sink into that. And that makes sense to me. Thank you. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who would you say your book would appeal to and why? Um, I would say, I mean, because I was in that position, specifically people that were born in a, born and raised in a specific religious context that maybe felt like they didn't have much of a choice or was just like so hammered in that just that process of rediscovering what God means for you and what Jesus means for you, what religion means for you and just anyone that might be struggling with really expressing themselves outside of what is expected. Yeah. Yeah. I think that rediscovery process, I know for myself going through that, um, it felt wrong that I was even doing that at, you know, when I was experiencing that. And I think it sounds like what, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like what you're saying is allowing like that openness for it to be more than maybe what was drilled into you since you were a child. Um, that's something I know I struggled with, like, well, what does this mean for me, you know, as an adult, for example, versus what I was told as a child and that rediscovery, um, like, again, for me, it felt like I was being bad or, you know, I was wrong. Like, you know, being like, I still felt like a child being scolded in my own mind for even, you know, questioning it. But I think that is a very important um, point as, as we evolve, what, what does it mean for you? And that allowance of ourselves to explore that without feeling guilty or wrong for doing so. Yeah, no, that's exactly. And I'm going through that process right now. And I understand completely with what you're saying. It's almost like you're putting yourself back into that that space because it's comfortable. It's what you're used to. And turning away from that is almost like you are disregarding or dishonoring your childhood and what you learned as a child. Yeah. Even though that's evolution and change is natural. Yeah, I I agree. And I think for me, it almost felt like I was like the parameters of my understanding of the world were changing. And that was really uncomfortable. Like, okay, so if the construct that I thought the world was built upon, if I'm now questioning that and challenging that, what does that mean? And there, there was a lot of uncomfortableness in that a lot of, um, like I said, feeling like I was doing it wrong, or it's just easier to go back to what I was taught or grew up believing because, you know, that feels safe. Um, but I don't think that we grow as people if we do that. I think that's like, it sounds to me like what you're encouraging from your book is people to look a little further than maybe what, where they are or where they were brought up at least. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to go back to what I said about being right and being human. I feel like being right is like you said, like being stuck yeah, and kind of forcing yourself to stay within the lines and to be that picture perfect Christian or female or person or whatever. And there's so much to explore outside of those lines Mm -hmm. and it can get messy and it can get scary. And (laughs) there was one point in my life where it was like, everything is a lie because everything I thought was true is just down the drain. Yep. But once you get past that, it's so like, you don't have that as much of imposter syndrome anymore yeah 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 and I you know I just had this conversation with somebody about that about being right like it's like sometimes my mind wants to be right like at my own like to my own demise like I want to even though being right causes me mental pain because I'm having these thoughts or whatever's going on inside of me my mind still can't let go of the need to want to be right and it causes a lot of distress, a lot of mental anguish. And what you just said about the boundaries beyond that, right? A lot of times I think we put those, you know, those mental, whatever our our thoughts are, you know, those are boundaries that we're living within. And to push outside of that is scary. It's um, unsettling. It's all of the things, right? That we often don't want to face and it can feel like too much, but that being willing to open up to more that's that are more than what where we're at and trust that it can be okay um i think that kind of goes back to what we were saying about experiencing the humanness right because we keep ourselves in these boxes but to experience the humanness we have to get out of that at least i think so that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) but i think i mean this book is just bringing up such so much like um in just even a short amount of time and i i just love your thoughtful responses and your um just the way you you know thinking through things i think it's very helpful and like i said very relatable thank you so we're coming to the end of our interview here so my guest today has been nadia owen author of the book looking beyond the clouds and Nadia, before we close out today, what do you hope the readers learn or take away after reading your book? I hope that they take away just compassion and understanding for other people and for themselves. Even if you don't understand what's going on, that that is okay. And sometimes that's better than being safe and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that safety and comfortable, uh, being comfortable, um, I think is what in the end causes us the pain when we're trying to push outside of it and we're scared, you know, and all the feelings. So Nadia, I want to thank you for an amazing interview and for reading your poem to us and talking about your book. Um, This has been an amazing interview. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. You can find more about the book, Looking Beyond the Clouds on Amazon, and I'll link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.